moment that you've all been waiting for. From just north of the border, he's the hombre with no nombre. Mi hermano from another mamo. He's got an ass that just won't quit. El numero uno. That's right. We're back. The Hogsman Podcast, El Numero Uno, Mike Camden. Guess who's not here? Devin's not here. Big Duke said maybe next week. But uh, guess what day today is? 420, bro. It's April 20th. Happy 420, everybody. I'm sure a lot of people are out there uh, smoking the ganj. Yeah. And uh, celebrating. But it's been two weeks since we've been on. A lot has happened. Yes. A lot has happened, Adam. You uh, went and traveled the country real quick. Yes. And uh, let's catch up. Let's catch up. Let's. So, got some wrestling in the past few weekends. Uh, so, get this shit, right? You know how I hurt my calf? Mm-hmm. Um, what? Maybe six, seven, eight months ago, something like that. Yeah. Healed up from that injury. So, what was it, about three Sundays ago? Um, here at Level Up School, the Level Up Pro Wrestling School, uh, we were taping for the IWTV show. And I get in there with a young man named James Brady. He's uh, from St. Louis. Him and his wife, uh, who is also a wrestler named Savannah Stone, they moved here to San Diego and they started training here uh, at Level Up. They they they've already worked, you know, been trained out in St. Louis and they've been a few places. But uh, so they matched me up with him for the day, and I was like, okay, cool, man. Let's have some fun. He's a young man, pretty athletic, solid wrestler. And uh, we go over the match, and every match prior to us that day was like squash matches. So I'm like, oh, cool. James, we can actually go up there and, you know, get some wrestling in, get some time in because these motherfuckers ain't doing nothing. They're just basically beating the shit at each other in like two or three minutes and calling it a day. It's like we can go in there and actually work. So, uh, you know, we plan the match out, go out there and start working. About a minute and a half, two minutes in, uh, I take an arm drag. And for some, and I, I pulled something in my leg literally like right up in like my groin area like i felt a pop and i just go oh shit ah shit so uh trying to like assess the situation in my head you know like how how bad of a injury did i just sustain start getting up and i'm like oh yeah there's you know something loose down there yeah and uh i tell james i go hey man we have to start taking this home i'm hurt and he uh, he did exactly what I said, man. He, uh, you know, I, I, I called a few more things to kind of just gift wrap the match up. And we took it home really quickly. We did about a three-minute match. And uh, I, I was worried, man, because the following weekend, I had a big fucking weekend of wrestling ahead of me. I had a Friday night show. I had two shows on Saturday. And, and I had championship wrestling from uh, Hollywood on Sunday which I'm probably going to have two matches at, right? Yeah. So I'm sitting out there, and I'm just like, uh, how, how bad of an injury is this, right? I can still walk, but it just it doesn't feel like there's a bolt loose down there, right? And uh, 
So the whole week I'm kind of, I'm taking it easy. I'm not doing anything. I'm just kind of evaluate my legs, see where I'm at. And I talked to my neighbor who's a uh, physical therapist and I go, Hey man, I think I uh, tore my groin and he's asking me questions, kind of asking me to do like, you know, like stretches, like, you know, like, uh, movements. And he's like, you can do that. He goes, your, your groin's not pulled. He's if, if you had a groin pull, you would know it. it, it you know, it's that bad. So that put, that built my confidence up a little bit. So I was like, all right, cool. Let's I'll do the this weekend of matches. I'll just take it easy, which you can. It's called working. All right. So uh, Friday night show was Level Up Pro Wrestling, and it, we uh, actually did it out in the back. We had fans. It was actually very nice. And I was wrestling uh, Sexy Fab. This kind of like a little bit of a blow off match because uh, on IWTV we've had a couple matches and he's he snuck two wins on me all right so we go out there and uh i plan the match very easily like i have like no spots i'm like hey whatever i'll <laughs> i gotta figure out what i can do in the ring basically right so i'm stretching like a motherfucker i'm i'm warming up you know i literally was just like that was my main focus like I- i'm not gonna get hurt this weekend I- I'm, not, I'm not gonna get any more hurt this week yeah. this weekend so we go out there we do the match and uh, in the match, I'm like, okay, I feel okay. I feel okay. You know, I'm not 100%, but I feel okay. So I'm like, okay, go ahead and whip me off. We'll see what happens. Okay, I can run a little bit. You know, not 100%, not 100%, but I can run. And we're going through the whole match, and I'm like, this is not okay. I can do this. Not bad at all. Here we go. Starting getting towards the end of the match. He's already got, like, his hot comeback in, all this stuff. Now it's time for me to do my shit which I, I don't, like I said, I was just like, I'll figure out what I'll do out yeah. there. <laughs> and uh, everything's fine, man. Everything felt good. And then I have him in the corner, and I was going to set him up for a uh, superplex. So right before that, I give him a chop, and then I was like, oh, let's throw another strike in there, European uppercut. Big mistake. <laughs> because that involved, like, ro- you know, European uppercuts, yeah. they involve rotating the hips. And I did that. And I was like, oh, bad decision. You know, just an immediate pain. It didn't, it didn't get, you know, I didn't injure myself anything worse. I just aggravate, you know, yeah. I just, and I even told, I even told Fab, like, oh, shouldn't have done that one. And you can see my face, like when it does uh, show up on IWTV, like you can see I, I hurt myself. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, set him up for the superplex, hit him with the superplex. And then uh, we went home not too long after that. And I was like, okay, cool. Got through that match. All right. I think I'm going to be okay. I think I'm going to be okay. So Saturday, two shows, one at 4 o'clock and one at 7 o'clock. The 4 o'clock show is that uh, De Luce. Dolce De Luce. Something like that, yeah. Something like that. And it's Devin and I taking on the team of uh, Rancho Camacho and Jack Cartwheel. So uh, went out there and like I said, you know, I was like, "Hey, Dev, it's the Devin show. Yeah, go do your thing. I'll I'll jump in there every once in a while, but uh, you know, you're you're picking up a lot of the, uh, the 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 slack here." So we went out there, had the match. Everything was fine. Um, got through that one. Pretty simple match. Nothing, you know. It's not gonna knock your dick in or anything. It's just a match, you know. Yeah. I, I'm hurt. Hide me, Devin. Get out there. Go do whatever you can with these kids. 
So then I had a, a, another match, and this match uh, at night was at for Canna Pro, and uh, it was against Tito, uh, Bad Dude Tito, also known as Tito Escondido. And I'm like, okay, this this match is probably not going to be that good, at least the quality that I want it to be at, you know, because yeah, I've never re- I've only had a very small interaction with Tito in the ring in the past, and then this is the first time was working singles, but I'm not a hundred percent. You know, I can't really move that well. I can wrestle, but I'm just not going to, you know, be doing anything fancy, I guess you could say. So uh, earlier, um, something happened, and Devin got put on the card. Yes, somebody who was supposed to be on the show couldn't make it. Something like that. So Devin was going to wrestle Hunter. And I'm like, okay, well, here's a easy solution to my match to kind of hide me, I guess you could say. And I went up to Benny. He was, uh, he was handling the card and I go, Hey Benny, uh, you know, I'm hurt. And Benny's like, yeah. And I'm like, since Devin is being put on a mat in a match with Hunter, how about let me go out there with Tito, maybe work a few minutes and then we'll have Devin run in, put the boots to, to Tito. And then Devin and I will beat up on Tito and then Hunter will come running out and we'll make this into a, a, a tag match and it will hide. It'll, it'll hide me basically. Yeah. Right. And it'll, it'll, it'll liven up the match. It'll, it'll be a better match because there'll be more going on rather than just Tito and I, and you know, so anyways, uh, Betty goes, that's a great idea. Let's do it. And Tito showed up and he, uh, I told him, I was like, Hey, I'm hurt. Uh, and here's the plan. So, and Tito's cool with that, man. I'll tell you that Tito is 100% a professional, 100% a professional. And uh, so we go out there, we plan a little bit for our little, you know, small singles match we're going to have. And uh, yeah, it, was, it, went, it went really well, man. It was really, it was really good. Uh, Tito's excellent in the ring. And, uh, you know, this is something... You hear about a lot of wrestlers, uh, you know, being solid in the ring. But if you've never been in the ring with them, you don't know exactly how good they are. Yeah. And I've heard a lot about Tito and how good he is. I'll tell you what, he lives up to it, man. The guy lives up to it. He uh, he's he's awesome. He's awesome in the ring. And I and I do eventually want to have a, a singles match with him when I'm when I'm 100 percent healthy. But it was cool, man. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we didn't even like go tag style. I just go, listen, let's just make it a fight. Let's make it like tornado style, basically, like no, you know, lucha style. Ain't yeah. no, ain't no tags. Just whoever's in the ring is fighting, and you know, eventually the crowd like doesn't really get it, or they they don't really pick up on it too much. They're just like, yeah, whatever, whatever's just happening in the ring, they they accept, you know. Yeah. But yeah, man, Tito went off that night. It was crazy. He uh, he uh, he did a. a Big cross body off the top. I caught him. And then he did a whisper in the wind. Big man doing a whisper in the wind. That's a big guy doing that, man. It is. That's crazy. It is. So, uh, anyways, got through Saturday. Got through Saturday. And I was like, all right, we're doing good here. We're doing good. Uh, in the mornings on Saturday and Sunday mornings, it was obviously a little painful. Yeah. But I would just kind of walk it off throughout the day. So I was like, cool, we got Saturday done. Uh, Devin was spending that at my house because we had championship in the morning. And we're driving home on the 8. Devin and I almost watched a, somebody die on the freeway. 
this car is in the fat. Like I'm in the uh, I'm in the middle lane. Devin's behind me, following me, and a car comes flying up the fast lane. And there's like two cars, and this probably this probably happened like a hundred feet in front of us. For some reason, this car in the fast lane is flying, and then all of a sudden, it just starts fishtailing, goes whipping into the like uh, towards the shoulder. So it, 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 uh, the eight is what four or five lanes in some parts. Yeah. And it whips into the the number two lane, almost hits a car, fishtails through the like in front of me, and then almost hits another car that's on like that's on the uh, like near the shoulder, and then boom pulls off to the shoulder and safely, and I'm like holy crap! This thing was fishtailing out of control the whole time. I immediately get on my phone like, and my by the way guys, my phone is hooked up to my my Bluetooth, so I, I'm not it's hands free. And I go, Devin, did you just see that? And he goes, what the fuck was that? It was nuts, bro. It's one of those things where you watch it and you're just like, I can't believe that person just pulled that off. Yeah. So anyways, went home, stayed at my place. Uh, the next morning, Matthew Shaw, also known as Sweet Robin Shaw, and Jordan Cruz uh, met up at my house. And we drove with Shaw up to championship. We had two matches that day, uh, both against... Uh, well, the first one was against the Bodega, but it was against Slice Boogie and uh, Papa Papa Papo Esco. Uh, never been in the ring with Slice Boogie. That was a lot of fun. We uh, we didn't uh, do much gnarly stuff. We had the finish was already determined. Uh, the office gave us the finish, and they gave us I think like six minutes, eight minutes. So basically, all you're doing is just kind of killing time until the finish. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I went in there with Slice. Did a little, you know, a little bit of wrestling with him. It was cool, man. Slice is a good guy, uh, big man, and uh, but yeah, it was cool. It was it was, it was a good experience uh, locking up with him and, and getting a little bit of wrestling in. And then we just, you know, took it home. I think it was like a sh- actually I shouldn't probably give away the finish. Don't right? give away. It's already uh, let them see it. Yeah. So <laughs> I didn't. Thank you. Um, and then we had a match. Uh, it was a. Fatal Four Way Elimination Style Tag Team Match. So it was the Hogsman, Devin and myself, the Bodega, Slice Boogie, and Papa Esco. Uh, four minutes of heat, also known as Midnight Heat, now on on Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, and then the team of Honest John and Anthony Idol. Uh oh. So uh, yeah, I think we we were. Oh, I, I shouldn't tell you the finish on yeah. this stuff. Too, was there any I, dissension between you and your former tag partner, Honest John? A little bit, a little bit. But uh, yeah, man. So that match happened, and then uh, made it the weekend. And going into that match, I was like, "This is the last match. This is the last match. Get through this without completely tearing your leg off." Yeah. And uh, and we'll be good. And as soon as the match finished, I was like, "Sweet, I made it through the weekend." And uh, yeah. Solid, solid weekend of wrestling, and I was tired as can be Monday, and kind of took the next few days off, uh, let my my leg heal up, and that's it, man. That was my wrestling weekend. Came back from injury. Have you wrestled again since? No, no. I told uh, I was like I'm taking. I, I had nothing booked until like next month. Oh, okay. And I was like I'm I'm just gonna chill out and let my leg heal up this injury. And uh, yeah, man. But it was uh, it was nice to wrestle back in front of fans. Yeah, that, you know, it's funny because a lot of these these debuting kids from Level Up, they've never wrestled in front of fans before. That was their first time, 
And it was funny because you could see that. They only have experience wrestling for IWTV yeah. in the school with no fans. They don't understand, you know, the interaction with fans. So it was pretty interesting seeing that. Um, but that's, you know, you can, if you, if you just stand back and you just watch the first couple matches, you'll see, okay, what's this crowd all about? Are they about the high spots? Are they about the interaction with the fans? Are they with the character work? And yeah, they, uh, it was a character work and fan interaction kind of crowd. They, they want to be talked to. They want to be involved. They don't want to just see people going through the motions. Yeah. They actually want to see a performance, I guess you could say, of character. Yeah. I don't know. But anyways, uh, you actually you were on there that Saturday. I was there for most of the day. I didn't see your guys' second match, but I saw the first match. So. Yeah. It, it was, uh, looked like it was fun. I, Jordan in a death match was fun. Sell out at the monitor, quote unquote. It was. It was. Even I was out there yeah. watching it. I was like, okay, let's see what uh, Jordan's got for uh, Damien 666. Um, Some of the weapons are right next to us here at the school. That is true. I didn't even notice that. That is. We are recording at the Level Up studio right now. But uh, what? I, oh, so here's the thing. With all the young cats out there, the young wrestlers, if somebody, if, if you are wrestling somebody and they say, hey, I'm hurt, I'm working on an injury, Please remember that. Please remember that. Because people are all, you know, people are, there's a very good chance you're going to wrestle somebody who's working on an injury. And now a lot of people say, well, he shouldn't be in the ring anyways. No. The thing is, you have control over what you can do in the ring, right? Just because we're in the ring doesn't mean we have to do Canadian Destroyers. It doesn't mean we have to do these crazy uh, uh, spots and, and yeah. moves. You work. You work and you figure out what you can do and what you can't do. But always be mindful that the person you're wrestling is hurt, is injured. So don't just start doing wild shit. That's a very big thing because you want to, as you grow in this business, you the biggest thing you want is no people, they want uh, other wrestlers want to know that you're safe, that you're safe to work with. The biggest thing. You could be the most athletic wrestler, you know, doing flips and doing ungodly, you know, crazy, crazy stuff, right? But if you're not safe, I don't want to work with you. Yeah. If, if, if you're somebody that, you know, forgets that, you know, that, that's what a lot of people do before matches. They say, hey, I've got, I'm, I'm injured. I have a bad shoulder. I have a bad elbow. I have a bad knee, blah, blah, blah. You listen to that and the, and don't forget about it in the ring. Cause a lot of cats will be like, Oh, I forgot. I'm sorry. And it's like, I told you that to not forget. That's the most important thing going into that, to this match is that you, you remember that I'm injured. So please guys always remember somebody's hurt. Take it easy. Especially if they're the veteran, let them call it to you. Don't just start doing crazy wild stuff. Listen to them. Let they'll they'll talk you through the match, so that's uh that's my advice for the day of wrestling. I don't know. I'll probably have more advice too, but I'm sure you will. You're a fountain of knowledge. A fountain of knowledge, man. Fountain of knowledge. That's right. Uh, what up, Adam? How was uh where were we or Tampa? Tampa was great. Yeah, so great. Uh, such a you know different uh 
than out here. And you know what? I want to say this one thing. Like, Florida gets this bad rep as being this, like, out-of-control state that, like, no one's taking any of this seriously. I was there for 10 days. Nothing was different to me, like, going out and doing stuff than it was, than it is here. Yeah. Like, I, I think I went to one place where a guy made, like, my sandwich and wasn't wearing a mask. Really? So it's 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 literally the same. I don't know. Maybe there's different areas of Florida that are worse. But, like, the only bad experience I had where people just weren't paying, weren't or ignoring everything were at WrestleMania and a couple of the baseball games I went to. That's because the media wants to show you the bad. Yeah. The, the, the bad gets ratings. The good does not get ratings. Hey, Florida's doing very well down there. They're taking care of themselves. They're being responsible. Uh, doesn't get ratings. No. But, hey, look how bad Florida is, man. These guys are disgusting. They're, uh, they're anti-vaxxers. They're, they're against masks, all that yeah. stuff. And there's one picture of maybe a group of people with a, with a ma- uh, mask off. That gets a little bit of headlines. Yeah. Like I said, don't get me wrong. There were definitely situations I went to that were very much like people were ignoring the mask stuff. And But those are all that things that I'm seeing people ignore them here too. Exactly. It's Padre games. You went to a Padre game. Yeah. Everyone behind home plate. Don't have masks on. I don't know how it was where you were sitting. Oh, not, no, not my seat. Ugh. Yeah. My, no, my seats, we, we had to wear masks. Oh, you have to, you, you have, you're supposed to be wearing masks everywhere, Yeah. but it's, do they enforce it? So like all the events I went to other than like AEW, no one was really enforcing it. Like mm-hmm. during, especially during WrestleMania. And I, you know, maybe that had something to do with the just God awful weather for those two days. Yeah. But like there are people three rows in front of me that are just, they're, they're not even like pulling the masks down. They just don't exist. They're just <laughs> not there. And, like, for me, I'm like, all right, I'm in, like, a whole area by myself next to these fucking cardboard cutouts and shit. Yeah, your friends for the day. My friends for the day, which people were stealing on the way out of the building, <laughs> which I thought was funny. But, yeah, it's, it, you know, Florida gets a bad rep, and, you know, I'm sure there's parts of Florida that are bad. But every part I went to, I went to Jacksonville. I was in Tampa. I went to Orlando. I went to my cousins who lives, like, an hour outside of Orlando. It seemed exactly the same as here. Yeah. But no, I had a great time. It was so, nice to get out and do stuff. And did you hit any indie shows up? No, because the what like it was hot and humid during those days. Yeah. And if you were on Twitter, you were seeing all the wrestlers were like passing out. I and, like, saw throwing like up. the first day uh, a lot of like it seems like a lot of the GCW or the, yeah. I, I don't know if there's but the is it the collect uh, I think it was a collective, collective show. Yeah, I saw some cats were. Uh, they didn't realize how hot it I, was. I think people misunderstand what humidity is. Yeah. Like when it's 75 degrees and humid, it's not like it is here when it's 75 degrees. Humidity will take your breath away. Literally suck like the life it out suck of the life out of you just standing. So these people are doing all these high spots and shit and it's sun. It's the middle of the day. And it's even if it's 70, 80 degrees, it's much hotter than that. So yeah, that, there was a lot of that going on. I feel like that stopped as it went on, but no, I, I really didn't know what was going on there. Like I knew blood sport was happening, but I didn't really know where it was. I couldn't figure out the tickets. Like I tried to look and I was like, is this an event where people can go? Like, I, so I just kind of gave up after yeah. a while, but I, I mean, I did stuff most days I was there anyway. So I saw, uh, I don't know if he was trying to create noise, but he, he made a lot of noise. Teddy Hart. Yeah, I saw him. You saw him? I saw him walking around WrestleMania. It's hard to miss. Big, yeah, he's, he, big purple fucking thing. A couple, he got kicked out of a couple of sh- indie shows I saw. But now I saw him walking around the stadium at WrestleMania. Just hard to miss him. Yeah, he, he's he's shiny. A lot of shine uh, in, in his uh, dress attire. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I th- I, that was that seemed like it was big news for the indies was uh, Teddy Hart being present. You know, I saw uh, he he. I guess he got asked to leave one show. Uh, somebody has vi- posted video of like somebody yelling at yeah. him, threatening to fight him, and all that kind of stuff. I kind of it's weird, man, because I, I was reading like the uh, the Twitter responses to a lot of what Teddy Hart was doing out there, and they were like, "Oh, somebody should kick his ass, or you know, somebody fight him, beat his ass. I'll pay for somebody to beat his ass, all that kind of stuff." And it's like, I don't really condone that kind of stuff, you know. Like, I don't know what happened with you know. Whatever happened uh, with that Maria maniac girl? Maria Manic, but there Manic. was a girlfriend he had a long time ago who he brought out to Florida, and then she disappeared. Yeah, and yeah. everybody's convinced he had something to do with it. Yeah, uh, the Maria Manic thing. He, there's a lot of stuff that he beat her, and whatnot. well, I don't know what because I, I, there was one incident where it actually got posted on like online. Yeah, and I don't know what happened out of that. Like as far as legal wise, if if he got even. Put, put I don't on. I don't know the legal I don't even know if there's a way to tie him to all of that but yeah then there was the uh he he's part of a school in Florida with a guy chasing Rance who's a convicted pedophile who still runs school runs a school where he has underage kids there sometimes yeah I know that's a big uh, that's, controversy that's, that's the thing too. people don't like about him but I uh it's weird man because you know I, I saw a lot of the responses on Twitter was like you know beat him up you know yeah. like, kick his ass and it's like eh Hold on here. First of all, from what I've heard, Teddy Hart ain't no pushover. The man knows how to fight, right? So, okay. Also, let the legal, you know, system figure it out. Yeah. I know the 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 legal system moves slow, right? But whatever's going to happen to him, let the legal system take care of it because you don't want to like be that person that's like I'm going to carry the indie wrestling torch and I'm going to go fight Teddy Hart, right? Let's say you do fight him. What if you get in trouble? What if yeah. you get arrested? You know, now you're now you're just as fucked. If you don't want them at your show, just kick them out. It's just, exactly it's as simple thing, as man. that. Like, and I'm I'm all for that too. You know, like I I don't want wrestlers coming out and and ganging up, trying to like physically yeah. get involved with escorting somebody out. That's why security's there. Why? That's why the promoter or whoever's running the show should be like, hey, uh, Teddy, we're gonna have to ask you. To I leave. feel like that would happen if Joey showed up to a show right now too. Oh, one hundred percent. They would just do the same thing. One hundred percent. You know, but the wrestlers shouldn't be asked to work security. No. Yeah, exactly. They're there to be, you know, talent. They're there to perform in ring, have security, or if, you know, the promoter takes somebody to the side and go, hey, man, I need, I need to ask you to leave. That's it. Don't make a big stink out of it. Just bring the person to the side and say, hey, I need, I need to ask you to leave. Yeah. And uh, I know, you know, Teddy Hart's obviously a, a very infamous name in uh, in wrestling, but just handle it just like anybody, any person in the crowd that you would have asked to leave. Bring him to the side and say, hey, I need to ask you to leave. And that's it, man. And hopefully that's about the, the most you can do. If not, then you call in, you know, security, you call in uh, law enforcement or whoever to, to remove him from the venue. But that's my advice. Yeah. I, you know, I don't, like I said, I don't want wrestlers getting physically involved, escorting a fan yeah, out like or you said, escorting that, somebody out. That you could know? turn into a legal matter for you then. Yeah, exactly. And you really want to have a legal matter because of Teddy Hart? Like, no. Just, I, don't, I don't want to have a legal matter at all. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. But I just saw that was a big controversy out there that was going on all weekend. What else happened? Anything? I saw the, rain, the, the weather sucked. 
Whew, man, yeah. So I had seen on the well, the weather radars that it would look like it was going to rain, but it didn't seem like it was going to be that big of a deal. And then as I'm literally pulling into the parking lot the first day, thunder, lightning, just rain. Like I, I, I'm, I sh- like rain out anywhere other than California is so different. Like yeah. I'm sure you've seen it in like Chicago or when you were out in Florida. Like the rain is just like it's like dropping like a hundred buckets of water on you at once. <laughs> so you're like drenched immediately. So like. At first, they like I was going to park, and then they were like, "Well, we're sending our parking lot attendants inside because the weather's terrible." Then I finally parked. It's it's pouring. I'm like, I have no idea how they're going to start this show on time. So then they finally do. All the wrestlers come out. They do the whole big Vince McMahon intro. They do the they do the opening, and then all right, everyone, head back to the concourse. There's thunder and lightning in the area, and everyone's goes back up. And I have no fucking idea what's going on. I guess and then peacock they were doing interviews with guys and then finally we get told we don't even get told the show started we hear a promo package airing we're like okay i guess we're going back out there so we all head back out there and it's it's pouring for most of the beginning of the show and then finally it stops but like the next day was all day like a fucking hurricane yeah i'm driving to a baseball game in st petersburg which is like 20 minutes from tampa and it's like pouring thunder lightning it's like a it literally is like a hurricane almost like the wind is blowing like i can't even see in front of me five feet like i'm just driving 40 miles an hour on a fucking turnpike to get to this baseball game which is inside and even inside you can hear the thunder and the light thunder and shit it's just like so then i'm like i have no idea how this show's gonna start on time and then somehow the rain ended right before wrestlemania so for all the delays in the beginning of the night like the rain was never really a factor during the actual shows yeah so tell me about the show, man. Let me uh, let me tell you this. Okay, I uh, I watched none of WrestleMania. Wow. <laughs> so, because I hate like, I'm tired of all this like, hey, sign up on you know our uh, service, you know, like yeah. the, the network, right? The WWE Network. I had that, and I was like, shit. Maybe I don't know. Let's turn it on. Let's see if it's if they are showing it on the network. And it said, nah, sucker, go fucking sign up with peacock and i was yeah. like i just don't want to sign up for anything right now like you have to be in the mood yeah to sign up for like one of these apps or networks or whatever i could have given you my login are. if you wanted mike it but i was just out. like yeah i'm cool man i'm sure i'll find out everything i need to know on the internet <laughs> anyway see it on twitter at some point but anyways how was your experience with the uh, nights one and two i loved it yeah uh, i i really really hope that this is the new thing the two nights you digging it yeah because I th- at the end of night one, I'm like, if they did one more match, I would not be into it. Mm-hmm. And then the, I went to night two so excited for the new stuff, new slate of matches, whereas some of those matches would fall into hour six, and I'd be like, I don't care about any of this. Yeah. So I really enjoyed the two nights. It was about three hours each night, so it was like everything was spread up apart the way I wanted it to be. Like, you know, the main events were cool because it was like if one of these wouldn't have main evented, so it would have kind of fallen under the wayside, but no, I, I really enjoy it. I hope it continues to be that way. Like the, the matches themselves, the show, it was just good to see, you know, some of those WWE guys again, like live, like yeah. I had good seats. Um, all right. Night one. What was the match of the night for you? Uh, Sasha and Bianca probably. Okay. All I right. thought that was the best match. That was probably one. That was probably one of the better WrestleMania main events that they've ever had. And then uh night two, uh, the main event on that night too. Who's the main event? Uh, it was Edge 
Uh, oh, Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan and Roman. And right. Roman. Okay. So, you know, I, I also have a... I thought Seth, Seth and Cesaro was awesome. Yep. Night one. I, that heard, was I heard that really, really good, good stuff about that one. Uh, if you're going to go out of your way to see any match on that night, that would be the one. Um, but yeah, the main event of this night two with Edge and Orton, Brian, that's Edge, Orton, Edge and Brian and Roman, like, that's just a biased thing for me because Edge is my favorite wrestler of all time. So, well, no, it's also good, man, because I just asked you night one and night two what were your favorite matches. Yeah. The main events, and that's really what it should be. You know, like the main event should be the best match of the night. Yeah. Because the whole show should be leading towards the main event. Um, so that's great, you know, because there's nothing worse than like a main event being like boring. Yeah. Because everything else has already been done earlier in the night, right? Or like it just, they already sucked up all the yeah. energy in the room. That's what I mean. I think people were so ready for live stuff that it was like, I, like, I don't care what, I just want to see it. Like, the first match of night one when the, all this stuff only happened was Drew uh, McIntyre and Bobby Lashley and the crowd was just into everything because mm -hmm. it was the first live thing they've seen in a year and a half like you know WWE wise so you know people were really into it which I liked and there wasn't really like there was a couple of matches that were like why is this on the show like really? women's tag matches and stuff where it's like okay I don't, I don't care about this I, I don't care about this I heard uh well, I saw that. Obviously, everybody saw the uh, the thing of Mandy Rose falling. Hilarious. Which they've now since uh, edited off the show. Oh, have they? Yeah. Uh, hilarious. I mean, it's yeah. not her fault. Oh, and I, I under completely understand why that happened. The it was still, I think, raining at that point when they were coming out for that match. Oh, really? So it was it was wet on the ramp. I'm sure, and that's why. And I'm sure she had newish boots, which were probably not slip resistant. Exactly. So the minute she stepped, whoop. Yeah. No, I mean, it's funny. It's just, it's it's not her fault. It's, it's just an accident. It's not as funny as Titus sliding under oh, the that's ring. The that's, that's the greatest thing in the world. But it was close. It was pretty funny. And then didn't Dana Brooke uh, have like a little bit of a nip slip going on? That's what I heard. I couldn't see it from where I was. Yeah. But I heard on TV her her boob popped out. Dude, some of those girls, man, their, their ring attire, it's like, damn, you... Very confident I, that nothing's gonna fall out. I see, I see these things sometimes, and like Sasha has them a lot. Where I'm just like, wow, like if one thing goes wrong, like your whole chest is just gonna be out for the world <laughs> to see. And I'm like, they must just be really well made. Like, uh, yeah, give it up to Mikazi well, it, who makes it, all the women's gear. Isn't uh, her gear. husband uh, Mikazi? Yeah, he's the one that makes like all all the wrestlers' gear at this point. I think he's the main seamstress there. Really? Which I is it still seamstress if it's a guy? Taylor Taylor I guess I don't know I have no idea on that one but anyway so that's cool so you enjoyed Wrestlemania I enjoyed it yeah I, I, I really like that Roman's not getting cheered now I'm that's the smart part about fans like like alright guys you got what you wanted now don't flip it because you know the normal thing that fans will do is like he's cool now so let's cheer him yeah they're like no I'm, we're in on it now we're gonna boo him we're in on the we're in on the gimmick now we're gonna boo Roman so I, li I like that because every other year they're booing him, but he's supposed to be a face. And yeah. it's just like, they're, yeah. they're, it's just annoying. Yeah. So, but I liked it. Yeah, no, I had a great time. Um, can't complain. I, I, I liked the seating setup. It was nice. No one next to me other than a little bit of room to stretch out, a little bit of room to stretch out. I had a couple people that were like six seats down, five seats down. I'm like, if you keep this part, I'd love that. Like yeah. pandemic or not, like vaccinations or not, <laughs> man. if you can keep it like this, I'd love it. 
Because the worst part is when you go to these shows and you're sitting next to some 500-pound dude and he's just spread out and has no sense of like self-awareness and it's just you between two people you don't know and it's like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> well, that's good, man. I'm glad you had a good time out there. And then uh, you you were out there for two how, how long? Ten days. Damn. AEW yeah, is cool too. I will okay, give, yeah, I'll, tell I'll, about I'll give them credit that uh, much a very easy venue to get into. It's literally right next to the Jacksonville Jaguars football stadium. It's like their amphitheater. Uh uh-huh. Um, yeah, it's really easy to get into. Really good building. Uh, everyone is again spread apart. So you know the show was fun. Uh, very quick. I thought they did more tapings than what they do. I assume they do some tapings without fans then because you know there's a whole show that they taped the next week that came out that isn't live they're not taping it live but for some reason like i thought that i thought for for some reason they taped two shows in one night but they don't so so did they just do a dynamite when you were there they did like two matches that are like for aw dark Mm -hmm. and then they just yeah they just went straight into dynamite which was cool you know mike tyson was there you know it's you know it's he doesn't look very interested but that's the crazy thing. Like, I understand what AEW is trying to recreate. Yeah. Uh, as far as using Mike Tyson, they're trying to recreate what they did with Stone Cold. It just doesn't work. No. Not not with Tyson of today. And I don't. I don't. I. I think doing that right now with the amount of people they have in that building, I'm like, it's like like 1,200 people cheering Mike Tyson. It's like, eh. Yeah. It still feels very mad to me. It's it's crazy. You know, I just watched the Stone Cold biography on A. That was awesome. A uh, A and E. Right? A and E. Yeah. It was really good. Really good. Actually, it's weird because it didn't get too deep into his personal life. It was more about the on-screen stuff. I saw more of his personal life than I. I'd been wondering for years about his daughters. I knew they existed. And I knew they lived in England. I was like, does he have a relationship with these yeah. these girls? Like, so that was like interesting to finally hear him talk about that because i've heard the frost mcfang story seven thousand times oh of course i've heard the sportatorium the, the sportatorium i've heard the owen dropping him on his head thing a thousand yeah. times like all these stories i've heard so like that was the stuff that fascinated me was some of his personal life that but i really don't it, know it, but it, it it barely touched the yeah. real personal stuff so that's yeah. the funny thing it's like you found out the most you've ever known about his personal life yeah. right but it still it still it yeah. wasn't that deep at all. But actually, I thought it was interesting that they didn't bring up the Mike Tyson uh, encounter, you know, or a bit with WWF. They talked about it a little bit, but they, it was only really them, them showing Mike Tyson wearing the shirt and stuff like that. Yeah, they, so it wasn't well, they, really, they yeah. didn't really show too much of the because to me, that put Stone Cold into the stratosphere. Yeah. Because you got to remember back then. Let's say this was probably 97, 98. 98. Back then, Mike Tyson was a complete lunatic, according to everybody. You, this man was fighting people out in the streets. He was fighting people uh, during press conferences. He's telling reporters that he's gonna he's gonna fuck them until they love him. Yeah, you know, like he's saying that he's, he's talking he's gonna eat people's children. He's he was he was a savage back then, and he just got out of prison. And you really thought like this guy could murder somebody at any point. So when WAF brought him out. For you know, on Monday Night Raw, it also wasn't labeled or it wasn't uh, advertised as like Stone Cold confronts Mike yeah. Tyson. It was just Mike Tyson's here, so they brought Mike Tyson out. Vince is trying. He, he's got Mike Tyson's got a posse. Remember that he had yeah. a posse of people. Yep. And Vince McMahon is like trying to interview him. You know, trying to do his thing. The gra- the glass breaks, and you're like, holy shit! 
the like what the fuck's about to happen and of course stone cold cuts this incredible promo on him and they get into it yeah and vince is playing it perfectly you ruined it yeah. you ruined it and it made stone cold like the baddest motherfucker in the world because, because they get because they get into it without tyson punching him or making austin look bad they literally made it look like Austin and Tyson were on the same level. Yes. Which yes. which made I which I think legitimized him even more to people where yeah. you're like, oh, this dude's a badass. Like And like I said, at that time, you did not want to fuck with Tyson. And then you know, obviously it's all, you know, agreed upon in the back. Yeah. But him being out there on national TV, Stone Cold shoving Mike Tyson that took him to the next level, man. I, I thought that was, you know, obviously the the Austin three sixteen promo was like the moment for him. Yeah. But that Tyson moment took him to that next level. Yeah, because you don't remember like you don't remember much of what happened after that Austin three sixteen promo. Like you know the promo happened, and then you know he had a feud with Bret Hart. Yeah. But after that Tyson thing, you know he won the title, and then that was the the year of Austin was ninety eight where he just fucking tore through everybody yeah like are you an austin guy or a rock guy austin 100%. yeah i'm the yeah. same way yeah i just remember like when i started really getting into wrestling that was around the time like when that was starting to happen i was like I, like i thought rock was cool but i always when all when like you said when that glass shatters it's like you get goosebumps thinking about it even today like yeah. you're just like you knew something was cool was about to happen just watching that old footage from that biography yeah uh it just brought me back to my like childhood yeah but yeah, I mean, so then AEW tries recreating with Tyson, right? That first time, that was a complete shit show, right? Yeah. Where that one fucking dude who's like an indie director for movie, like he's just acting like an idiot. There's just no point to it, no. man. They're trying to recreate this moment that WWF made back in 98 or whatever. And it just doesn't work, man. It just didn't work. And then like they had him back again and this time he turned on or he, he helped Jericho he out, helped right? Jericho because now that that grouper now faces now yeah. and, and Jericho know. cut a killer fucking promo before that yeah probably the best promo Jericho's cut in a long time which is saying something for him yeah it just it just doesn't have that same spark it just doesn't no I definitely like I enjoyed the show but like after it was over I was like I kind of will forget about this like it's just an episode of dynamite yeah like that's it didn't have a, like a special feel, and like you know, it is what it is. Like it was a fun show, but it doesn't like re I'll I'll remember most of what happened at WrestleMania. I probably won't remember much of AEW from that night. Huh. Interesting. Interesting, man. That's not to say that it was that they're bad or any of that stuff. Like I still think week to week AEW is more watchable. Like WWE, like it's it's completely unwatchable week to week now. Like Mania was like its own thing. Like. After Mania, I was like, I don't even know where they're going half this shit. Like, Randy Orton won a match because Alexa Bliss was spewing black goo. And oh, then yeah. there was no... I heard that went over like a wet fart. Yeah, it literally booze. Like, like no one knew what happened. And I had to like ask people who were watching. I like texted Devin. I was like, did they explain what just happened? Because all I saw was her come out of a box spewing black goo like she was some horror villain and then the lights just went out and they were gone i got a question how long was that match with randy and uh and the fiend maybe 10 minutes so they had to like put this makeup on her in like that box because she came out normal looking right she came out normal looking but i th i assume like inside the box was like people that just threw that on her yeah. while they were doing but they had that. to do that like within like yeah. did she immediately go into that box 
no, I saw her a little bit and then I completely, it's to their credit. Like they got the focus in the ring where I didn't even notice she disappeared. Yeah. Like it, with the box coming out too, I, the box was not there when Randy walked out and then Randy did his whole thing. The lights went out. They showed and I, I looked and I was like, Oh, there's a giant fucking box there. Ah, but a little yeah. bit of a magician. Yeah. Usually I notice it like, but I didn't notice at that time. But I was thinking that because I, I saw the picture of her coming out and then like she did, it was like a uh, pop goes the weasel. Uh, yeah. Jack in the box. Jack in the box. That thing. Um, Cause she was like cranking the little yeah. uh, lever. Right. And she looked like her character that she'd been, yeah. you know, dressed up as for the past however many months. And then I saw that picture and I also saw like a little bit of a clip on the, on the, on Twitter where it's like kind of like yeah. bleeding down her face, that yeah. black stuff. And I was like, damn, like they, 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 they did do they they did this makeup job to her while this match was going on like this is pretty fucking good stuff like as far like it looks great yeah. it looked great like i said i didn't watch it so i don't know like i didn't have that moment of like what the fuck's going on i'm yeah. just looking at it like yo she looks crazy uh and that makeup work looks great yeah and they did it within 10 minutes that's pretty nuts man it's a shame you didn't watch it because I wanted to talk to you about Bad Bunny's performance and what you thought. Oh, okay. Um, this, so I have no ground. Well, no, I do have grounds to talk about it, but I didn't do. watch it live. I yeah. watched. Uh, I saw the Canadian Destroyer. I saw the Falcon Arrows. That's the one thing I wanted to say. Okay. Everyone went nuts about the Canadian Destroyer. All right. And I just like I'm not a wrestler. I trained a little bit, but the Canadian Destroyer is all in the guy taking the move. Yes. It's not impressive that he can do that. Literally the guy who's giving the move yeah. is doing nothing. He's doing a front flip. It's all up to the guy who's taking it yeah. because they're the ones that have to for, they literally have to backflip. And by the way, you're back, you're, you're, you're squatting, you're squatting up into a backflip and you have to lift that guy's yeah. weight. And okay. So let me tell you this. How, what did you think of the match? I thought the match was fine. Excellent. I mean, he there there was parts of it where he did some cool stuff. Uh-huh. But I go back to again, he's been training every week since January. Uh-huh. It's all stuff I'm like, yeah, you should be able to do a hurricanrana or a spinning. Or, I don't know the fuck what it's called where they wrap their legs around you, spin them around, and uh, the, a head scissors, head scissors. Yeah, like that shit. I'm like, you you. You should be able to do stuff like that. I would think, in my opinion. Okay. But, it, you know, it, it sounds like they had a pretty good match. It was, it, no, it, 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 there was never a point in the match where I thought he looked lost. Mm-hmm. So, and he, he got a lot of props from guys like guys who I respect, like Randy Orton said he's one of the boys now. I'm like, that's one of those ones where I go, okay, maybe maybe there's more to this than I thought. Like, But at the same time, like everyone was going nuts about the Canadian Destroyer as like the reason why the, why he was so great. And I was like, that has nothing to do with it. Let's look at everything else. Like, and obviously I saw it from the crowd. So I didn't see his facial expressions. I didn't see how he sold really. I, I I will watch it back at some point, but Mm -hmm. you know, the match started with Miz and Morrison coming out with 20 to 30 bunnies in the ring, I heard about which that. really threw me off. I was and like, this is so fucking stupid. And most of the bunnies were losing ears. Yeah. But like, you know, kudos to him. Yeah. He put the work in. I will say that. Like yeah. listening to what Damian Priest did in the interview where literally they were in the performance center or, or they went to the tapings and they were training four or five times a week or whatever it was. Like he was putting in the effort, uh-huh. which I respect that way more because of knowing that like celebrities that come in and train a couple of times, like they don't, 
I like celebrities that come in that actually like and love wrestling and want to be better at it and and try and put and actually put effort into it. Yeah. So I like I said I didn't see the match. I saw some clips. I saw a lot of people going crazy uh, on the Twitter and the social media about it. Uh, This is just what I'm thinking because, like I said, I did not watch the match, but this is what from being a professional wrestler and and knowing what it's like being in the ring. I'm sure Bad Bunny had a great performance, but a lot of that is probably because of Morrison and Miz. Absolutely. So when, you know, I saw people talking about it on the Twitter being like Bad Bunny's better than half the indie wrestlers out here and, you know, da da da. Listen, I don't, I don't take offense by that, but I know a lot of people probably do. Yeah. Um, but I also, you got to look who's saying it, you know, who's saying this shit. Is it fans saying it? Because they don't know what's going on in the back. They yeah. don't know that, hey, whatever Bad Bunny did, it's because Miz and Morrison set it up and they're so good that they made him look good. My absolute favorite thing on Twitter sometimes is when they'll post something, WWE will, and you'll just see fans arguing about ring psychology underneath. Oh, and I'm like, <laughs> you guys don't know what you're talking about. Like, yeah. There are some wrestlers who don't know what they're talking about when it comes to that stuff. There's like, a lot of wrestlers. And that's why I'm like, I, I am not the guy. Like, I see so many people, and I'm not going to name names. I see so many people online that are just, like, posting this shit. And I'm like, you could just, like, I'm not arrogant to think I know it. Like, I'll throw out an opinion, and if you, look, if you like, say, yeah, that's right, I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. I get excited because you know what you're talking about, and other wrestlers know what they're talking about. So, I'm, But, yeah, I'm not going to be that guy that's going to tell a wrestler, yeah, you need to sell better. Yeah. You need to do this, but I will say I know enough about like the Canadian destroyer to be like, that's not impressive to me. Like it's a cool looking move. Oh yeah. But it's literally the guy taking the move. That's like, and Morrison like having the, but having the trust to do that is also a big thing. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, like hearing that, like bad bunny actually put effort into it yeah. and he's been training. That's yeah. great, man. That's great. Um, but this match that they did at WrestleMania, they probably had this planned out for a month or two. And they were just like, hey, here's the steps. Here's the steps we're going through. And, uh, you know, it's like uh, it's choreographed. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that, by the way, no, because not at all. Savage and Steamboat literally did the same thing. It, that match was planned out like a month ahead of time. To, to the T. To the T. To so the like the, and a match that people universally love is one of the best WrestleMania matches was planned out for an entire month. But yeah, so like the um, when people are like, oh, well, he's better than a lot of indie wrestlers. He should be, you know, he's a natural. He should become a wrestler. Let's slow down a little bit, people. First Let's of all, slow down he a little bit. just had a concert that he put tickets on sale that sold out in like two minutes. I'm pretty sure he's going to continue his musical career. Yeah. As he probably makes way more money than he would in WWE. Very much. Who you, who usually is a, is not willing to pay top talent. Ta- money for celebrities <laughs> so the uh you know like i said the moves aren't really hard to do okay moves are for marks psychology uh the little things the little nuances that's tough and that that's what really makes a professional wrestler a professional wrestler and uh okay so bad bunny had a good match right let's see him do it again but now let's see him do it. He found out, oh, hey, by the way, you have a match tonight, and it's about two hours. It's against this person. All right, go ahead and create the match. Now you'll see who really how, how good Bad Bunny is, okay? And that's for everybody. Listen, I love music, right? Bad Bunny loves wrestling. He went and did wrestling, right? 
I love music. Let's say I get a chance. Let's say Bad Bunny goes, hey, Mike Camden, you want to come do a record with me? And I go, fuck yeah. Sounds like Bad Bunny knows his shit when it comes to making music, yeah. right? So let's say Bad Bunny makes me a banger, right? That's what the kids say now, a banger. And they go, Mike Camden's really good at fucking music. And I go, yeah. But really bad, but it's all it's all Bad Bunny, right? Yeah. Now I got to make another song. And Bad Bunny's like, all right, man, enjoy your musical career. And I'm just sitting there like an idiot in front of a, 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 a soundboard <laughs> being like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. You know, like I did this once, but I had somebody showing me, holding my hands. And tell you the truth, they probably did more than 50%, probably more 75% than I did. You know, I, I said... I said some some words. Yeah, I I, I, I sang. They also auto tuned it up to where I sound really good. So it's one of those things where, listen, he, he had he had a good performance, but please give a lot of credit to Miz and Morrison. Yeah, because they're the ones that are like, listen, I'm gonna hold your hand and you're just gonna follow me. I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna take you here. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take you there. And, and also for Miz and Morrison to be able to throw the whole pride thing out the window and yeah. be like, yeah, I'll take some moves from this pot from this, you know, rapper. Like that takes like that's a professional, like you said earlier. Those are professionals who are willing to do their job, which was to make bad bad bunny look good. Make him look good. And to tell you the truth, that should be everybody's mindset yeah. whenever you get in the ring. My biggest thing is whenever I'm in the ring, is I want to make my opponent look as good as possible. That's it. You know, like, uh, it's probably a pretty stupid idea of me to do that. But I'm more worried, hey, I want my opponent to look as good as possible, if not better than me. Um, and I, I tell this to a lot of uh, younger wrestlers, you know, because they always get caught up in this, like, well, I got to show that I can wrestle. Bitch, I know you can wrestle. Yeah. Now show me you can make somebody else look good. That's a lot harder, you know? I always say this, like, when the bad guy is trying, you know, the heel is trying to do cool moves because he wants to get a pop. Well, that's not your role, dude. That's not your role. The pop is supposed to go towards the face. You know, the, the, you want the crowd to get behind the face. You don't want them to get crowd, the crowd to get behind the, the heel. Then it fucks everything up. And that's why Edge is my favorite wrestler of all time because during his peak, he never tried to be cool. That's the he thing. He just tried to be an asshole and piss everyone off. Um, and it worked. That, you know, that's just what I think. And that, ladies and gentlemen, that is just what I it's, think. It's, it's all subjective. It's all subjective. Somebody might come in here and say, no, get, get all your moves in. Fuck your opponent. It's all, you know, it's every man for themselves. And that's it. You have to know who you're working with, right? But exactly. That's their, that's their thing. But me, I try and make my opponent look as good as possible. If I'm working heel, I don't like, I don't really try to do too much cool stuff. I try to, you know, wait for my for the, the 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 baby face to shine up and and get the get the pops and get the the cheers i want the booze you know that's that's my mindset when i'm working heel there's another lesson for you guys told you i'd have lessons with mike camden a few more a few more that's what you're reading in the podcast just rename the lessons with mike camden yeah yeah man so okay so bad bunny yeah he, he had a good performance and hey good for him i'm glad that he put the time in he put the effort in I bet he didn't set up the ring, though. Probably should have helped set up the ring. I think they pay a lot of people top dollar to do that yeah. these days. Yeah, you know? And those people, I hope, got a huge bonus after that weekend. Uh, yeah, because I, I hope Bad Bunny you know, paid his dues, helped <laughs> set up the ring. Yeah. In, in the rain. 
I don't know. Don't they have a bunch of rings in the back, uh, in the back uh, area for they did people it. to go they over matches? They did Tropicana Field. I don't know if they had them that day. I, that would have the, been awesome if they're like, hey, Bad Bunny, you got to help set up the ring, man. <laughs> set up one of these like practice rings in the back. That'd be funny. But anyways, okay, what else is going on? You've been uh, watching uh, Falcon Winter Soldier? No, I have not yet. Uh, so my wife and I, one of our friends gave us their Disney uh, log on. And uh, I went to check it out the other day because I had nothing. To, or the like the weekend I had nothing to do, and it's it, it was like, hey, we need your login, and I'm like, I don't want to call our friend. <laughs> I don't want to call our friend just to be like, hey, give me a login. <laughs> I don't know, man, because it's not like it's not somebody I, I talk to every day. Yeah, it's somebody my wife and I used to work with, and then one day we went out to dinner with them, uh, and she, and she was like, yeah, uh, here, use my login, and what were you using before? When you watch one, oh, that one. I was okay. using. Yeah, we had our friends log on, and now I have to figure it out again. And I don't want to like call and be like, "Hey, just be like, hey, something happened where now we have to log back in." What was it again? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not. Gonna, I'll I'll eventually watch it, and you know what? I'll probably binge the fuck out of it because I'm not. The there's finale's like two this week. Yeah, so I'll binge yeah. it eventually. It's gonna stay on there anyways. You know what? I'm looking forward to Sun this week. Mortal motherfucking combat. That's right. That comes That's out coming this weekend. out Friday, I believe, yep. on HBO Max. And your boy will be watching it. People I've people I've seen on Instagram have already said that it's really good. They, some people have because it's in theaters. Some it places. almost uh, it almost got an NC seventeen rating. I wish it would, dude. That's Mortal Kombat needs. Yes, but anyways, I'm stoked on this Mortal Kombat movie. It looks great. Uh, can't wait, man. Can't wait. I've been waiting for however long it's been since the last one they made forever ago for them to make another movie. Yeah, because that last that second Mortal Kombat movie left a really bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. Complete cast change. Yeah. I get Killing Johnny Cage in the first five minutes. I get what you're saying. Yep. Not a fan. No, actually, I've been watching the pods lately. Padre, I've been watching Padres games. Padres looking good, man. Yep. Uh, they lost their first two to the Dodgers, but they didn't get their asses whipped. No. They, uh, you know, that first that first game of the series went to 12 innings. Yeah. And they, there was a lot of weird shit that went on in that oh, game at the end. I game. saw. And then, uh, and then they came up short again the second game because of an unbelievable catch by Mookie Betts very like good anyone else is dropping that ball and the Padres are tying the game yeah and then um, and then they uh, and then they got a win over the uh, Dodgers in the last game of the series so yeah. uh, Padres looking good man I'm, I'm stoked on this season I went to a game okay uh, this was probably yeah about two weeks ago I went to a Monday night game eh, probably just wait wait till all this shit clears yeah. up I was going to go to a game, but then like, and this doesn't matter for me because I am at this point, but there's like, you can buy tickets and it's like, you require a COVID tester of vaccination to sit in certain seats. Yeah. Well, that doesn't matter for me now. I, I'm fully vaccinated and I have the card on me and shit, but sorry, I didn't post it on Twitter for everyone to see <laughs> like everyone else has been doing. But, uh, yeah, I went to the game and this was like, uh, probably like the second week into the season. Yeah. I heard opening day. My wife went, said yeah, it was a shit show. Yeah, complete shit show. So they cleaned it up a little bit. They've gotten their shit together. Uh, like to to go uh, on opening day to get food or a beer or anything like that, you had to order through an app that you That's had so to download. Surprising. Yeah, that you had to download uh, off the MLB website, and that was all screwy. Like people were like taking it was like taking like two hours to get like a beer. So there's no other options. You can't just walk you, up. You couldn't place. walk up. You couldn't walk up, and it was just a it was a big screwy mess. And then the night that we went, it sounds like they, they they worked it out a little bit, but it's still, you know, I, you want to go to a game to relax, have fun, 
you know, talk some shit with your friends, you know, and just, I just couldn't get comfortable. I had, you have a mask on your face the whole time. It's all spread out, which is fine. I don't give a shit about that. That's cool. But I just, I, I wasn't comfortable. I just wasn't relaxed in the seat or watching the game. It was just too much. You know, you, they still had the app thing where you had to order food from the app and all that kind of stuff. Um, I, I just wouldn't, wasn't I wouldn't care it. so much about that if the food actually came when it, yeah. When it, but I heard there was like issue people waiting two hours for their food and stuff. Yeah. I'm like, and I just wasn't down with it. I'm like, I'll, you know what? I'll just wait till everything's back to normal, I guess, as, as normal as it can possibly be. And I'll go because I just, it just wasn't comfortable for me. And then I heard this past week, they uh, obviously they up the attendance to yeah. like 30 something. And then now you can walk up to the concession stands. Okay. Uh, you don't have to order through that. You can, you can still order through the app if you want, but you, if you need, and that's what I want to do. I don't want to yeah. order through an app. I want to walk up to the concession stand. You know? Okay. So maybe that is something that's different in Florida than California. Cause I went to Tampa Rays Yankees game in Tampa and I just walked up and bought stuff. Oh, they didn't give a fuck. No, there was no, I mean, there was a station where you could order online and pick up like a soda or a thing, yeah. but no, they had a Papa John's in the stadium. You could just go get pizza. And then when I went to the other stuff, the game, it was a minor league ballpark, but it was still a major league game and they had food. You could just walk up and get, but yeah, it's, I, I like it cause it wasn't as packed or crowded as a normal game. Yeah. So I like, if I walked up to get food, I knew I could get back in 10 minutes rather than waiting 30 minutes. But yeah, maybe that's the difference. But you know, I, I want to go to a game at some point this season, but I'm obviously going to go with other people cause I don't, I'm not a Padre fan. So yeah, but I want to see the team. So it's a fantastic team. Um, they, uh, and I guess there's a certain area. Yeah. Like they, they have certain sections for, if you have your fully vac- yeah. you're fully vaccinated, you can go sit there and not have to wear a mask. And, and all I think you probably still have to wear a mask. No, they said, really? You can go mask Cause if you're fully vaccinated and you're surrounded by people that are fully vaccinated, like, well, what the fuck are we doing here then? I, I got my I got my second vaccination shot this weekend and the lady was asking me she's like oh, are you excited I'm like yeah I'm excited to be able to go do stuff again and not have to wear a mask everywhere she's like oh you're probably still gonna have to wear a mask for a while and then my head I'm like but why? Well, what are we doing then like I like I get it like if I if I, even though I'm vaccinated I can still carry the virus and pass it off to people I'm like yeah but if I'm around people that are fully vaccinated they're fine and if you're around someone that's not vaccinated that's their choice yeah so if they're gonna get sick that's on them so me. my my wife uh she's fully vaccinated now and then uh she got me signed up to go get back my first shot so i thought my first shot was gonna be on the 16th at a rite aid right near where we live so i it was at my my appointment was at one o'clock i walk in there's like three people in line and get up to, the, to the counter and uh I'm like, hey, I'm here for uh, to get my shot. My name's, you know, this. And she goes, okay, are you the one o'clock? I'm like, yeah, the one o'clock. And she goes, that guy in front of me was just the one o'clock. And I don't see your name on the list. She goes, can you check your confirmation text? <laughs> it was for the following Friday. But my wife said it was for that day. And uh, so I'm sitting there like, oh, God damn, it. I just want to get this like first one out of the way just yeah. to get done. And uh, so I'm like, oh, so I can't, I can't just get a shot like right now. And she's like, no. And I'm like, I'm not going to sit here and bitch, you know, I'll, I'll just go, I'll, I'll be back in a week, but I want to get it done because I'm going to Mexico next week or next month. Okay. So now we're going the, I think like the 14th or something like that. We're going down just like the Rosarito area. Uh, one of my wife's friends wants to go wine tasting yeah. down there. So I'm going to go, but uh, I was like, well, I might as well get vaccinated before I go down there. And even I'm not if it's not like what two weeks or something like that's like the fully yeah you're like 
once you get the second shot, it's supposed to be two weeks for the antibodies kick in. Yeah, so something like that. Know, I'm not f- technically fully vaccinated yet, but I mean, I am. I feel Listen, like I the am. shit's in you, right? Yeah. The shit's in you. Something tells me you're fully what, uh, vaccinated. Which one are you getting? Uh, I think it's Pfizer. Good. Because so, the Moderna one really fucks people up. Dude, my wife is a gangster. So the, the second shot, which people were always like, yeah, the second one's worse. Uh, I was like, dude, my wife, it's going to put my wife down. I don't know why, but I'm just thinking like she'll probably get hit pretty hard with whatever the side effects yeah. is or whatever. She's gangster. No problems at all. She had a swarm. That was it for That's one day. All that happened with me too. Did she get Pfizer too? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. yeah. The Pfizer one, I have heard very few people get hit hard. Nice. But I don't know. Like Duke told me that like, he got the Moderna one and it fucked him up for like a day. Really? You just basically get like a really bad flu basically. Yeah. So. Which I mean, listen for one day, I'll take it. Yeah. If, if, if it means that I can avoid getting covid then that's yeah. great like but uh yeah so i uh i gotta get my first shot and then, and then yeah by the time i get my second i won't even be at 100 percent. but hey man something's better than nothing right well, that's how i felt going to florida i was like one shot's better than none exactly like, it's better than nothing man so yeah i'll be heading down to mexico and i so my uh my wife's never been to papa's and beer and rosarito and when i was younger papa's and beer and rosarito was like the greatest place ever you ever been down there I have never left the country oh, ever. Great. It's great. Imagine being 18 years old, allowed to drink like in a beach environment with a bunch of kids. That's what Papa's and beer. Well, that's what Mexico is, but that's what Papa's and beer was. And it was like the greatest night ever, the greatest nights ever. I, I was there multiple times, but yeah, man, look forward to So I was like, Hey, I'll go to Mexico. If we go on this wine trip, I don't give a fuck about it. There's no restrictions there with that. I don't know. Traveling. Cause I, I know Mexico was, in the beginning of this shut down hardcore. No, I, I mean I know I have neighbors that go down that go down to okay. Mexico and they'll come back across the border. They say it's fine. Um, but yeah, I was like, I don't give a shit about wine tasting, going on like a wine tour. Tell you the truth, that sounds annoying to me. But I was like, if we can go to Papa's and Beer, I'll go. <laughs> I just want my wife to go to Papa's and Beer and be like, this is what I was doing when I was 18, 19 years old. That you know. So, anyways, that'll be what, what I do. That sounds fun. We do. What else we got going on, man? What else? Uh, I don't know. I covered all the things I was going to ask you. She you haven't D- watched Falcon Winter Soldier, so. DMX passed away. That happened, uh, according to Twitter, that happened about five or six times before it actually happened, unfortunately. And then I made the mistake of, uh, and fuck you, by the way. What? Oh, I'll tell you. Of uh, saying, rest in peace, DMX, the night before he died. So I, I, I think I tweeted that out or I did something at like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock the night before he passed away. What he, he was a vegetable, yeah. right? My, my tweet wasn't about you. Yes, it was. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. I didn't even see your tweet well, until after I, I posted under, it. I fell under the, 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 the category. No, I just, I, I see, if you go to the trending topics on Twitter, right. it was rest in peace DMX. Listen, you're not Devin. I don't want to, I'm not burying you. <laughs> I'll bury Devin all day long, but I'm not going to, if Devin had tweeted, I would have quote tweeted that he's not dead fucker. Anyways, it was coming out on Twitter. Like, Hey, he had finally passed. It was likely, basically. it was like Breitbart, you know, that was, that was saying that he had, you know, all these like bullshit fucking websites, um, saying like he had finally passed. And I was like, Oh, that sucks. You know, Hey, rest in peace, DMX. Yeah. And then it turns out a few hours later, people were like, Oh, he's not dead yet, but he's completely, he's a vegetable. He's yeah. dead. He's dead. Right. He had no brain function. He was a, fu- he, he was a vegetable. He, he's dead, man. He's dead. Anyways. So I put my tweet out a little too early and then I saw Adam check me on the Twitter. <laughs> so I deleted that tweet. Did you? And then he, de- he died 
I, I woke up the next morning to like him, like them. It was being, confirmed. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, well, it looks like I already used up my rest in peace DMX Darkman X tweet, and I'm not allowed to say it again. I really hate how no one more clearly clarified that he did not die of a drug overdose. Wait, what? He didn't die of a drug overdose. What did he, die? he had a heart attack. Was it? In, it wasn't induced. It by wasn't a, induced by drugs. He by just cocaine. had. He just had a heart attack and then fucked up. Like yeah, I have like, no idea. Exactly. Everyone, the first couple of days, was reporting. I've over OD, OD, and but then it's like, not. It's not far fetched because he did. Have, he had. He had a problem. With no, he definitely. Yeah, he definitely had a problem, which I'm sure caused some of it. Hell yeah! But it's like you know, when Eddie Guerrero died, it wasn't because of steroids, but I'm sure the steroids didn't help his heart. Yeah, and he had a heart condition anyway, so that's what I mean. It's like. Report the real thing of how why he, he had a heart attack. Like yeah, it might have been caused by the coke, but you're saying he dr- he overdosed on drugs. Like that's not what happened. Uh-huh. But he was awesome, man. I he, I was a huge yeah. DMX fan when I was younger. So underrated. People just looked at him as the guy who yelled, but he was hell a no. talented lyricist. So I think I started listening to DMX. Okay, so 1998 he put out both albums. Right? Yeah. It's dark and hell is hot, and then flesh of my flesh, blood of my blood. So let's see, 98, I was uh, a sophomore, sophomore in high school. And I remember telling people about DMX. So I first heard DMX on the lock song, Money, Power, Respect. He had the last verse and being like, who the fuck is this guy? This guy sounds badass. And, you know, you found out it was DMX and that name DMX, those three letters put together for some reason hit hard. Listen to that. DMX. Yep. And then you hear Darkman X and you're like, this guy's fucking badass, dude. And you got to remember this for all you youngins out there. When he came out, it was after Biggie. It was after Tupac had been shot. And the rap world kind of reset. They were like, holy fuck. Like two of the greatest rappers ever just got murdered. And it was because of all this East Coast, West Coast beef. Shit got way too real. And then Puff, even Puffy got very poppy after that. That's the thing. Rap went very, uh, very happy, very shiny. Yeah. Uh, anybody that remembers rap back in the day, Bad Boy, the shiny clothes, the uh, the videos were all like uh, Hype Williams, basically uh, made every music video for every rapper, and it was very colorful. Um, and then DMX came out, and this guy was talking about the devil. He was talking about death. He was talking about like the ghettos. He switched it up. Yeah. And you were like, I got like, this guy's different. And my older brother came home with the It's Dark and Hell is Hot album. And we listened to that motherfucker all the way through. We threw it in the CD player and we listened to the whole way through. And I remember going and telling people at school, like, this guy is the next big thing. He's the next big thing. And people were like, yeah, whatever. Like, I never heard of him. Guess what? That changed real quick. That changed real quick in a, in a, a few months. And then, bam, he put out that second album. It was just as cool. The guy's covered in blood on the album. It was amazing. I was a big DMX fan. I think without him, I don't know if Eminem becomes as popular. Because I don't think people... I think DMX opened up the... All right, we're, we're ready for realness again. Maybe. Rather than the pop. And then Eminem came out in 99. So it was kind of like... Oh. Maybe. Maybe we're ready for this anger and good lyrics music you know again. The crazy thing is like... He he started off real dark and, you know, talking about like the streets and about, yeah. like, you know, not flashy stuff. He never talked about like popping Chris or cars or anything mm-hmm. like that. And uh, and then he started getting a lot more like into like the 
like I remember it was it the and then there was X was his third album. And that I was like it was okay. They had some good songs on there, but then he just started I felt like he tried getting more into like the club hits, like yeah. music that was made for clubs. And I, I kind of fell away from I didn't like that version. I didn't like that music. That's I like kind of what happens to everybody though. Yeah, and I because get I feel it. like your musical people are telling you, Hey man, well we want to get you some more hits, some more number one hits. Yeah. Can you like make like Eminem famously like they told him every album you have to have a poppy hit he's like I would just make a song that I'm like I fucking hate this but everyone else is gonna love it gotta do it yeah Hi My Name Is Real Slim Shady he hates all those songs gotta do it but they were hits and it's it's like what Puffy did for for, uh, B.I.G. yeah he wanted to be the street dude he wanted to be from the streets he wanted to be the hardcore rapper and Puffy was like cool can't sell that to the mainstream and you know, gave him uh, what is it the 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 beat for Juicy, yeah. which is a remake of I can't remember who sang it back in the day, and they were like, "That's whack." People are gonna laugh at me if I rap over this. And he goes, "Ah, eh, watch, made millions, made fucking millions." Because you, it's not about the hardcore audience. That's yeah. a very small genre. You want the mainstream audience. Uh, and also, audience. at a certain point, if you're rapping about the ghettos, and I know you're a millionaire, I don't, hard. I don't buy it anymore. I'm like, yeah, you don't know this life much anymore. Unfortunately, though, there are some guys that get rich and still live in the ghetto, yeah. and they shouldn't be. But yeah, keep their ear to the streets. Keep their ear to the streets, and like that's your. But yeah, man, DMX, like that was like a, a hard one, man, to uh, to see that he passed away. It's like a, you know, like there's some celebrity deaths where you're just like, ah, oh, that sucks, man. Robin Williams was a big one for me. Yes, because uh, Robin Williams, obviously, just made incredible movies. Seemed like a genuine good person always trying to look like he was always trying to make people laugh have a good time but unfortunately he had inner demons but yeah like that's like dmx was right up there when I, when I heard you know he passed away i was like fuck dmx is gone man that sucks and i feel like there's gonna be a few people like that like stone cold steve austin when he passes away that's gonna be huge for me man uh howard stern when, when he eventually passes away that's gonna be huge for me like there's certain people in your life that are celebrities you don't know them you yeah. don't know them you know you've never met them in person but for some reason uh their music their tv shows their movies whatever you have a connection with them and then when they pass away it's harder and there's there's a a, a, there's a group of people that like 2020 had a couple of them for me who's that uh so kobe was one of them for me okay uh chadwick boseman was one of those for me whereas these this because these guys are young and then Brody lee okay those three were just like one of those ones where i was like Cause like celebrities and stuff like like you said like most of them you're like oh that sucks but there's a couple that are gonna hit you yeah and these ones are like man because then you hear all the stories like the Chadwick Boseman story is fascinating like how Denzel Washington paid for his acting lessons and all this other shit and he's still so young and he was doing Black Panther and all this stuff like knowing that he probably wouldn't live to see the success yeah and the Kobe thing is like came out of nowhere. Yeah, the Brody Lee thing came out of nowhere. Like, yeah. it's this, and they're young too. You're like, like I, God willing, I hope Steve Austin dies when he's like ninety. I hope so too. And I go, like, even like Ric Flair a couple years ago, like when he when it looked like he was not doing well, might pass away. I was like, this is gonna be a really big deal. Yeah, for a lot of people. Yeah. But. No, that Kobe one, I think shocked everybody because that's not supposed to happen to to rich no. celebrities. No, not supposed to happen. Yeah. When's the last time that happened? JFK Jr. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of lower level athletes that have died in plane crashes, but nothing like at that. Nothing at the Kobe level. Be like if Michael Jordan died in a plane crash. Yeah, it's like it's nuts. that level of big name type thing. Yeah, man. 
Then uh, also uh, another death in the rap world, Black Rob. I saw that. Whoa. Great song, man. Black Rob was kind of like a uh, one-hit wonder, but that one-hit wonder was, was awesome. I love that song, Whoa. It's a great song. Great memory to that song down in Tijuana. Can I tell you the story? Of you course can. I can. It's your podcast, Mike. Of course I can. It's my show. So when I was, uh, I think I was like 18 or 19, that song had just come out. This is probably 2000, uh, 2001, 2002. And I'm down in Tijuana. And I want to make this very clear. I was 18 or 19. So it was a long, almost 20 years ago. And there's, I'm down there with a bunch of Ramona people, people that I went to high school with and all that kind of stuff. Like that's how we used to do it. We used to mob, like people from Ramona would mob down to Tijuana and go into club safaris. Uh, like you would just see a lot of people from uh, Ramona down there. And uh, this girl happened to be down there. Her name was Molly. And I used to, I had like a thing for Molly back in high school. She, so I don't know, she was like two grades above me or something like that. And I'd be walking into like, it was either my small engine class or my auto body class. And she would have the class next to it. And I would just see her walking in and she was like blonde. She was way hot, man. And I was like, damn, she's hot. And I wasn't the only one in school doing that. I was, you know, she's way hot. And I hung out with like all the motocross guys and all that shit. And I hung out with the motocross guys, but I wasn't a motocross guy. I just was friends with all the motocross guys. So I go down to Tijuana this one night with a bunch of people. She happens to be there. And uh, something happens and I start dancing with her on the dance floor. And it was to the song, Whoa, by Black Rob. And all of a sudden she starts kissing me and I was like, holy crap. So every time I think of, or I hear that song, Whoa, I think of that yeah. moment. And let me tell you everybody, Tijuana, that's where dreams come true. <laughs> all right, it's where dreams come true. Unless you're a member of the cartel. Like I said, it's where dreams come true. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so that's always the song that I think of when I, or that's always the moment I think of when I hear the the song Black Robin. Whoa, good time down there in Tijuana. Love that place. What else can we talk about? I mean, we have a question. Oh, we do. Yeah, bring it up. Came up late, and it's actually good because I have a perfect answer because I just watched a documentary this last weekend about it. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. It's from Fow. What up, Fow? And he asks, you know, I'm going to edit all this out anyway. All right. He wants to know what's something common from your childhood that will seem strange to future generations. Um, you know, I, I thought about this when COVID first happened. Mm. Um, I, I, you know, obviously you start hanging out with your neighbors because everybody was shut down and all that kind of stuff. So we would have like happy hours with our neighbors and just kind of hang out outside and drink. But one of my conversations with my neighbors was like, hey, your grandchildren going, going, we don't know how this is going to play out, this COVID stuff, right? This was back in yeah. 2020. One day your grandchildren might see a picture of you at a concert or some kind of event with a, lar a large gathering of people and they might think it's disgusting. You know, like they might not, the younger generation, because we don't know how this is going to play out even yeah. now. We still don't know how this is going to play out in the future. But one, one day it might be weird for young people to see large gatherings, you know, concerts, sports, uh, movies. I don't know. Yeah. It just might not be, you know, we might become so 
uh, careful because now we're like, holy shit, disease will wipe you out, yep. wipe out a whole population. We don't want to risk it, so we don't hold large gatherings. What if that happens? What if that happens? That would be crazy. But that would also mean that they've reorganized the way they do live events. Live events maybe. might not be around anymore. It might all be fucking stream online kind of stuff. Oh, maybe, but Bad Bunny's got a con- a bunch of tour coming up where people are going to be there. So I don't know. Um, do you have an answer for that? My answer is easy. Uh, blockbuster video. Yeah. Video store. So I watched a documentary on Netflix. I watched it too. It was fun. I didn't finish it, but I watched most of it. The last blockbuster. And I know that there were these blockbusters that existed, but when they're talking about it, I'm like, there will be generations of people that are even like my brother, who's 21 now who they will, they don't comp, they will not be able to comprehend going to a video store nope. or videotapes. They will not be able to comprehend. And for me, that was such a common thing when I was a kid. And even as a, you know, teenager like video stores blockbusters they still existed mm-hmm. like thinking about that now i'm like man that's gotta be so crazy to people looking back at like how this existed and like watching a documentary how that lady basically has to fill her own store with new releases she yep. has to go buy if they're not in the store i'm like that's so crazy man yeah no that i watched that documentary it was awesome because yeah. it's our childhood yeah and i mean Blockbusters around all the way up till Beth and I were like a couple years in dating. Yeah. So I remember going to Blockbusters with her and picking out a movie. Yeah. Nobody will ever understand. You sit there on your on your TV now on on demand or yeah. Netflix or whatever, and you're scrolling through you know movies and all this kind of stuff, and it just it doesn't match the excitement of going into a Blockbuster yeah. and being like, "Yo, what do you want to watch?" They, oh my god, they have it. Exactly. They have this new release a that new I release. can't wait for. A new release. Kids will never know understand what it is to pay a late fee for a movie that stayed in your house for a month under the couch that you completely forgot about. My best friend's family were the worst at returning movies. It was so funny. It was so funny. We're talking like, oh, this is back in like VHS days too. Yeah. They would always have VHS like blockbuster tapes for months, for months at a time. Like just still in their in their possession, and I'm just like it was so funny. I don't know how they ever thought it was a good idea to take away late fees. I don't remember that. What's the point of like? What's the, what's the point of bringing them? They're back? never gonna bring them back. And like when people knew Blockbuster was going out of business, like Ron Funches was talking about how he rented a bunch of GameCube games. I would have done the same shit. It was just like yeah. oh, I'm just gonna go rent all these games. You're never gonna charge me for them. Never. Who cares? But yeah, like I didn't realize that video cassette tapes back in the day when Blockbuster first started were like a hundred dollars. Yeah, and that's why that's why renting became so because you couldn't just like now you don't think about it. you go to the bargain bin in Walmart like oh five dollars for American Pie like you know what's funny is the, the physical form of a movie doesn't really exist anymore. No, it exists on your TV. Yeah, in, in the cable and the internet in the you know like that's crazy, right? I was telling this to. Uh, I've said this a few times and it's, it's starting to come true. A lot of people thought I was crazy, but I said, I think eventually movie theaters will be obsolete because these movie production companies will just be like, fuck it. Just put it on demand. Well, COVID basically forced their hand with that. Exactly. But also it seems to kind of be working, right? Yeah. I mean, why, why the fuck do you think we have HBO max? Do you think HBO max would be around if COVID didn't happen? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, it was still going to come out, but I think they changed the like Mortal Kombat was just going to be in theaters. 
I mean, and now it's not. Now it's yeah. Okay, we're we're gonna put this so, on HBO Max. So now they they've taken out the middleman, right? Who are the movie theaters? Yep. And now they're going the movie the production. Uh, they're making their own uh, networks or uh, streaming services, right? And they're going here. Put it on this bitch. And, and then yeah, you might lose a little bit of money, but let's say you, you put it on the you put it on your uh, on demand opening night for twenty bucks, right? So a family is gonna watch it. But guess what? That family might not have gone to the movie theaters. Yeah. They might not have gone to the movie theaters. So you might not have, if, if it was in the movie theaters, you might have made nothing from that family. But because it was so easily accessible to them at home, shit, we'll pay 20 bucks for two hours of entertainment, shut the kids up a little bit. You know, like that, that, that seems like a pretty good market for me. That's what, what Disney doing, Disney's doing is very smart. Yeah. They're releasing Black Widow on Disney Plus, but you have to pay for it, or you can go see it in theaters. So like you're gonna get the people that are like I don't want to go to a movie theater that are still gonna pay for this movie, so yeah you're gonna get double the income of all these movies and it's like why did it take people so long to think about this? Like you're still gonna make the same like the people that are gonna lose are gonna be the movie theaters. Yeah, and that's not that shouldn't be the movie producers or any of those concerned. Like I don't they don't care. Who cares if the movie theater can't sell popcorn? Like who cares? The money's going to us anyway. Yeah, that's the only problem with it. It's like movie theaters isn't as a forum will die out I, I think so which sucks because i did like over the even last couple of years like when endgame came out first night i'm going to see it yeah like that was cool it was like exciting like going to see the movie but you know then it's like well i still get the same excitement or buzz when oh it's midnight now i can watch it in my house like i don't yeah. know if i'll get the same excitement over a movie for that reason you know listen i i don't want movie theaters to go under i love the experience of going to yeah. a movie theater but the game has changed yeah. because now you're seeing this with these movies. They're going, Hey, you can either watch it on HBO max or on Disney plus, or you can go to a theater and now you have two options. One is really easy. You hit a fucking button on your computer or on your uh, TV while you're on your couch. Bam. There it is. Movies ready to go. The other one, you got to drive. You got to maybe wait in line, uh, possibly, sit next to somebody be shoulder to shoulder with somebody that you don't want to be shoulder to shoulder with and uh i don't know as much as i love the theaters if you give me that option in my house that's a pretty good option the the one thing i do think that will blow up a little bit more is so when devin and i would go see movies we'd go to this angelica theater by his house that's more of like a it's a theater but it's smaller the seats are nice they recline they're like a couch yeah and they'll bring you food you have like a tray top like I think that kind of theater experience will become more popular rather than going to a normal theater with rickety seats where you're just shoehorned in there with a hundred people to watch a movie. Like I feel like the smaller theater, which you pay more for will become more of a thing. Like, Oh, you can get actual food. Like you don't have to get popcorn. I can get a hamburger. That's actually pretty good. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's gonna be, maybe that's gonna be uh maybe that's my answer is that uh, maybe some kids will never know what a movie theater is like. I feel like two generations from now will not be so. going to movie theaters as much as like we did when we were younger. And even now, like I, I know theaters so. are open now, but there's nothing out I want to see. God, what else is there? Things from our like childhood that you just do not see. Oh, some kids ain't, ain't never going to know what AOL is. No. <laughs> uh, Inst- regular definition TVs, like those big bulky TVs. TVs. You're just like, what is that? Projection TVs. Yeah, man, I go. My wife and I go into Costco, and it's crazy because they shoot you right, like right when you enter 
Costco, you you enter into the electronics department, mm-hmm. and these TVs nowadays are so big. That's their game. So nice. They want you to see those the most expensive shit. And you're like, oh. and they're 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 expensive, but not as expensive yeah. as they should be. They're cheaper than they would be at like Walmart or someplace Dude, else. I bought a TV when I was 20 years old. When I I moved into a house with all my friends up by state, I bought a big projection TV for like twenty five hundred dollars. This thing was a hunker. It was hard to move around. You had to have a truck to transport it. You know, it was a big piece of shit, but it was also an expensive piece of shit. Yeah. And now you look at the TVs now and they're cheaper than what that TV was. And by the way, that TV, I couldn't I couldn't pay somebody to take it away uh, down the road because it became so obsolete. Yeah, you can buy like a 70-inch 4K Sony TV and maybe pay like two grand. Two grand, 1500 bucks. And like two grand sounds expensive. That ain't expensive what TVs used to be. No, it's... They used to be a fortune. They used to be like 10, G, 10 grand. 10 grand for like a nice uh, flat screen plasma TV. Crazy, right? Well, if you live in California, a couple of generations won't know what it's like to not have a a, ga- a gas car anymore. Oh, yeah. Because in a couple of generations, they're apparently going to go to all electric cars in California. And I'm like, good luck with that. How many uh, cars still have roll-up windows in the passenger and driver's side? Oh, I've seen, I've seen some people that still have them, but they're just, they've had those cars for so long. Yeah. I wouldn't even know what to do if I, I'm like, oh. But do you, do you, what do you think it's like for these, like these 80, 90-year-old people now with all the technology? Do you think, do you think that's going to be us in like 40 years? Well, dude, or new shit's going to happen? Right now, it's like, dog. It's already me right now. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I always try to like figure out this shit. I'm just like, because I know I know it's just going to get more complicated as I get older. So I might as well just. I hate change. Figure. Yeah, I don't like change either. I hate change. But it's like, there's certain changes I like. Like, oh, I, I like being able to like just push a button and watch whatever I want. Like yeah. what I want. And if there's any smart people out there, figure this shit out. I want a video game streaming service that I can literally rent video games like the Gamefly that exists now where you can rent games, but it's like via mail. Figure out a way to for me to press a button and play whatever game I want in any enough to just pay a monthly service fee for it. They don't they haven't figured that out yet? No, they, like it kind of exists, but it's at like a much smaller scale. Like I want like the day a new game comes out, I want to be able to play it, but not pay for the full price to rent it until I'm done with it. I want to do that. And like, no one's figured it out yet. Like you're still paying full price for fucking video games. All the well, time. then there's your uh, million dollar idea. Get I, on it. If I knew how to do that shit, it would be the absolute thing I'd be doing. You know what industry is number one when it comes to monetizing new technology? What's that? Porn. The porn industry. They say is the number one industry that will monetize new technology. That is a that is an industry that I promise you will never die. <laughs> no, that, that no, will God, nev- no. Our children's 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 children will know what porn is, and they will be watching it from their computer or whatever yeah. the hell they've got. Yeah, they'll get it. They'll get it to you eventually. One way or another, they're gonna get it to you. <laughs> I don't care how much the world changes; that will not go no. away. Guys will never change. Yeah, men will never change wanting what they want. They might like a different, you know, gender or a different, but there's still always going to be something for them. Because we're a bunch of fucking knuckleheads. Yeah. We got we got to get our satisfaction. Some, <laughs> one way or the other. All right, man. Um, let's um, see. Let's see. What is, I think we've talked. We, we've talked we? about everything. It's been an hour and a half. It's been an hour and a half. But I mean, we've been gone for two weeks. So why wouldn't we talk for an hour? I and know, half? man. We had a lot to make up for. So I'm happy that we uh, we're back in here, man. It was it was nice having the past two weeks off doing this. 
but uh, I'm not. I, I missed a little bit. I was like, ah, oh, I got, I got some, I got some things to say. You got a lot to get off your chest. Yeah. So it was good to get back here. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for uh, sticking with us. If you're with us, uh, listening to us right now, I appreciate it. We got some. I got some shows coming up. Okay. Uh, let's see. Next month, May twenty third and twenty fourth, I believe. I'll be out in Las Vegas. I'll be wrestling oh. out in Las Vegas at uh, some kind of Bud Tenders Award. Okay. I don't know. Some marijuana thing that Canna Pro oh, okay. has us uh, doing. Yeah, I think that's the 23rd and 24th. Oh, 22nd, 23rd. It's at the Mandalay Bay uh, Resort and Casino, and it's called the Bud Tenders Award. So if you are out in Vegas... There's going to be a lot of people there. So that means Vegas, I guess, is opening back up a little bit? I guess. I don't know. But they said it. those are the dates for me to be there. Yeah. And then uh, May 30th, Level Up Pro Wrestling. We're going to have another show in the back. Uh, that's an outside event. I'm sure all the COVID, uh, what are they called? Provisions? Uh, protocols. Protocols. There you go. Uh, will be in place, mass and all that stuff. But on May 30th, I will be wrestling Judiz. That's right. Judiz is getting back into wrestling. He has not wrestled this whole shutdown, basically all of 2020, all the way up to now. So he uh, he's getting back into wrestling. Perhaps that will be a night to record with him. Yeah, maybe. I want to get his ass on here, so and it's we'll figure some, that out. Someone you said you wanted to have on for a while. So Yeah, he's my buddy. Uh, but yeah, so that's May 30th, Level Up Pro Wrestling. That will be behind the Level Up Pro Wrestling School in the back lot. And then on 619, that's June 19th, and that's also 619. It will uh, there will be a Level Up show, and I believe this is also going to be in the back of Level Up Pro Wrestling in the parking lot area. Uh, we'll have another show. So fans, if you want to come check that out, that is on 619. And uh, let's see what else. I believe they might have some some big names on that show, but I'm not sure. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let it. I'm not gonna let the cat out of the bag yet because I'm not 100 sure. But I believe there will be. And actually, I think they've already released. Uh, Hunter and Besha are gonna have a street fight because King of the Hun- Street Fight Hunter Freeman because Hunter is a hardcore guy now. Uh, and then on uh, July 20th, De Luce De Lucha. What is it? De Luce? I think it's Dolce De Lucha. Dolce De Lucha. That's going to be happening, so I'll be at that show too. That's on 620, and I believe that's going to also be behind the Level Up School in the parking lot area. So please, those are some dates that we have coming up. Go check them out. And wait. Oh, I was about to say, this is the card. No, it's not. It's the old card. <laughs> Is that about it, man? Yeah, I just want to do one thing before we sign off. Uh, before anyone asks about the Devin podcast, we're taking a hiatus for right now. That's all I'm going to say. Um, I don't know if we're coming back, but it's going to be on a hiatus for the time being. So Dan, so Mike will be doing his podcast. Duke will be continuing to do his podcast, but that's it. The last word with Big Duke. I don't know who the guests will be this week, but I'm sure it'll be someone good. If it's not, it's just be me and Duke talking. Yeah, I listened to the uh, last episode with Chris Terry. God, there was something I wanted a lot to comment. Of fun. There was something I wanted to comment on, but I can't remember what it is now. Ain't that a bitch? Oh, well. If we have Chris on, maybe you'll remember and you can talk about it then. Maybe. All right, dudes. 
ladies and gentlemen, appreciate you listening to us. The Hogsman Podcast. Uh, check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. And follow us on the at Hogsman Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Go follow Duke. On, what is it? At, at Was it Last Word? Yeah, Last Word, Big Duke. And then you can follow him at Big Duke as well. Yeah. Big Duke 619, I think, is his Twitter handle. That's it, man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Have a good weekend. We'll see you next week. If you want the tip, you got to take the whole hog. Adios. You're gonna-